Hey, hey, Star Wars fans, it's Gary here from Spark of Rebellion, and we would love for you to listen to all of our brand new episodes when they land every single Saturday. Make sure you follow us on your podcast app of choice or pop over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. If you like the show and you want to support us, you can do that via our Patreon. Just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon and come and join our other patrons. And thank you so much for your continued support. Now, may the force be with you and on to this week's Spark of Rebellion. Hello there. Hello there and welcome to Spark of Rebellion. This is your weekly Star Wars podcast. Welcome back to another week and another episode. This is number 147. I hope you're keeping well and keeping safe. Uh, Last week was a good one. If you've not listened to that yet, go and check that out, 146. I had a really cool guest on, old uh, Tim from Bosk's Bounty, talking about Star Wars collecting and toys and all that jazz. So if you've got some time this weekend, it's a bit of a a free one. Go and check that out. It's all good. Moving forward to this week, though, a bit timey-wimey, let's go to the current time, and I've got another special guest on the show. I say guest, still special. He's back from his travels, a bit like Obi-Wan on Tatooine. Saw him a a few photos on Instagram, the cape bellowing in the wind, looking a bit lost. But he's alright now, though. He's back. He's back! I need a little uh, soundbite for that. He's back. It's Mark. How you doing, Mr. Mr. Markey? You alright? I am good. Thank you, mate. Yes, very good, very good, very good. I am back. I enjoyed the episodes as well. Um, the, the, in my absence, I enjoyed uh, your creativity during those ones. It's uh, it's weird listening when you're not part of it because you, you you sort of uh, you feel a bit disjointed from it. You're like, oh no, this is a podcast that I'm sort of know a bit more about, but it still feels like it's not one that you're part of. Do you know what I mean? When you listen, it's weird, isn't it? It's sort of you, you sort mm. of know that you're part of it, but then real like you think to yourself, "Well, am I? Is this just another show that's out there in the wild?" Um, so yeah, it was good, it, but it is it does always freak me out, dude. But I enjoyed the two episodes, <laughs> so yes, thanks for covering my man. No worries, and uh, in this case, it was a obviously a very very good reason for covering you. So he's in it, yeah. And uh, I, I imagine George Lucas feels a bit like that when he watches oh, anything yeah. other than. The original trilogy or the Clone Wars, he's probably like, oh, this is my thing, but it doesn't feel like my thing. I think that's how everyone felt when the prequels came out. And now look, everyone's yeah. chuffed with them, aren't they? <laughs> now look, getting a lot of love these days. It started a few years back, didn't it? The prequels started to pick up some some fans that weren't there before, after people absolutely destroyed it the first time around. And then after, you just need to give it a little bit of time, let it percolate for a while. Just let it, Just let it happen. It is a weird one, isn't it? It makes you wonder whether Book of Boba Fett's going to get the same treatment because, you know, it was... uh, The prequels are terrible in such a number of ways. But then, like we said before on this show, you realise the genius of of the depth of the story the more supporting materials come out around it. It's... um, I think it's fascinating stuff like that. You know, I don't know if if the Book of Boba Fett will get the same treatment, but I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) Probably not. We'll see. We'll see. Well, it's great to have you back, dude. Great to have you back in the Falcon. And uh, we're going to do uh, a bit of a preview show to the upcoming Kenobi, Disney Plus mm. show that's that's going to drop in May. And we just had the teaser trailer launch in the next, uh, sorry, in the last day or two. So we've got some 
I knew, when I was watching this listener, there was I had two thoughts in my mind. The first one was, this is amazing, obviously. They've done a great job on the trailer. The second thought I had in my mind was, I wonder what Mark's thinking. <laughs> I wonder what Mark's thinking about this. I'm sure he's got like a billion thoughts, as he always does, on everything. So it's going to be cool to, to have a chat on this one, buddy. But um, how many times have you watched the trailer? Oh, three or four times. Yeah, mm. yeah, three or four times. Um, it, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird because you see it you see it through different eyes every single time. Like you look at different things and you see different, different elements of it, but no, I've loved it, man. And uh, yeah. What about you? I know you've at least watched it like three or four times. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Watched it three or four times. The same dude. Yeah. And, uh, and it's got, uh, it's got, yeah. So just before we crack into the deets, obviously we're going to deep dive into it just for a while. There is going to be no news this week. So there isn't anything really, of of any significance to go through there's been no it's been quiet from the likes of doomcock and mike zero and stuff not much going on from those guys are having a break obviously they've run out of the wood at the bottom of the barrel so they're probably scraping the floor at this point but there's just nothing you know nothing worthy to talk about so they're just googling up like how Mm. to make up shit (laughs) enter (laughs) don't go for the ads skip the ads what's the first result oh (laughs) shit My channel. Right, what's the second one? Fucking hell, it's Zero's channel. Right, what next? Three. Uh, how to make up Star Wars shit. That's more specific. Right, what comes up next? <laughs> oh, for, it's me again. You know what I mean? You can imagine that. Thursday night, thinking, Christ, I have to get something out by Friday. <laughs> I know what I'll do. Kathleen Kennedy shaves her head in protest at new Star Wars everything, rift and tension. <laughs> Click through and also donate to Patreon. That'll do it. Probably send that out, actually, as it is. Oh, I love that, man. I love that. Oh, it's Thursday night. It's about midnight. I've got nothing. I always put something out on a Friday. I'm 10 beers down, absolutely wasted and still nothing. What do I do? Yeah. I'm sure uh, somebody could write like a little app for that. Like a, even if it's an Excel spreadsheet, little random generator thing, just take some Star Wars lorem ipsum and then generate like a headline bit of text out of that app. So you've always got a random bit of nonsense you can just draft in and to WordPress. And there you go. Stick a macro together and yeah. always just add in always. square brackets at the end. Kathleen Kennedy out, <laughs> question mark. I wouldn't recognize it. Like if they did a video about something that wasn't Kathleen Kennedy being out or rebooting the sequel trilogy or like rebooting Ray and casting it with a new actress, um, I, I wouldn't recognise them. I would, I'd be like, they've closed their channel down. That's someone else's that. I wouldn't I wouldn't know. I wouldn't. Mm. Does my head in. You're searching for good Star Wars stuff. Do you know what's worse? This is a rant, isn't it? Here we go. When people like yeah. The Express then take it as, 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 as like legit. So then you'll be searching for cool news stories. And then, so you get all this hyperbole BS from, you know, the YouTubers. And then the Express goes, nah, it's not clickbaity enough, that. Do you know what I mean? Let's add more clickbait to it. And then we'll add a little caveat underneath that says something like in the article, like, you know, zero. Not always known for his accuracy. However, here's a thousand words on it. (laughs) Well, that's very much what happened last week when I covered that story around Ray being replaced by another actress that was picked up by the express <sighs> i think it was express because of the mike zero thing so yeah you're absolutely right so like let's take this nonsense and we'll add add, add a thousand words 
Star Wars is still big news, though. That's the amazing thing. Mm. You have fandom over the years that are like, we hate Star Wars now because <laughs> the sequels are absolutely rubbish. Okay, so you're not interested in it anymore then. You're categorically, you're out of the loop. Yep, I don't want to know anything about it. Star Wars news every day, every morning. I need to get my Star Wars news fixed. But you said you didn't want to know. No. No, just not about the sequels. Yeah, but it's all the same now, isn't it? Sort because of all the click- same. Yeah, all the clickbaity articles. It just gets everywhere. Oh, dude. It's... Uh, what do uh, you do? And you, so, you sort of start to see these other ones as well, like like the Inverse crew are doing the same thing. You know, they, we've said it before, where they're taking the most tenuous things. There was a Qui-Gon story. I forget what it was the other day. And... Uh, it was just made up. Just made up. And you're like, what are you doing? You plonkers. <laughs> Leave it out. You've got to make it add sense dollars. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to be ridiculous about it, at least put some ads on there. Google ad. Whatever. Google AdSense. Show me landscape gardeners in Preston while I'm searching for Qui-Gon. Of course, that's <laughs> what I need. Is it still called AdSense, is it? Google AdSense. Is that the oh, thing? Oh, I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. Get your Google know. Tag Manager fired up. Get your keywords in there. <sighs> Preston, landscape, fences. Broad match. I mean, that would have been brilliant, you know, when the storms kicked through the UK a little while ago. Yeah. Get your keywords up on fence replacement and roof tiles. You've got two landscapers booked in to come around and do two quotes, various options, stick you a nice PDF proposal together with the lead times and deposit information, and you're still thinking, so he's quite gone back or what? <laughs> Yeah, over a cup of tea. Oh, is that back? That? Don't know. Crazy world, mate. Eh? It is. Anyway, that's a rant done. Very that's glad I'm back, though, Anna. I'm glad I'm, I'm loving you back, dude. Missed it. Wouldn't have this before. Wouldn't Didn't have, have this bants. Can't have that with a toy guy, can you? Didn't want to. Didn't want it. So. Didn't want it to. He did. Mm. Got 40 of them in the garage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kenobi trailer. Uh. Yes. Let's talk about it, because I've got it playing on loop as we're talking. Oh, that's weird. Is it weird? Well, I have not got it, it playing cool? on loop. Shall I, I bring cool I should probably word. bring it up. Yeah. I think the phrase you're looking for is, have you, guys? That's badass, man. Good oh, job. that's good. Great research. Yeah. Mm. Let's kick off with uh, some top-level things, then. So, obviously... Anyone that wants to stay out of the loop of Kenobi and you want to watch it fresh and whatnot, spoilers ahead, mini spoilers based on the trailer. But it picks up directly after the events, obviously, of, well, a few years after Revenge of the Sith. So the Empire's won. Kenobi's words, not ours. You know, they fought the fort, they fought the fight, sorry. They've lost. All good. And uh, he's on Tatooine looking over Luke. And we see a little mini Luke in the homestead mucking about, little bastard. He's probably had a couple of clips already well, that day. Has. Yep. And now we bring, we're bringing some storylines that we've seen already. So if you've watched Star Wars Rebels, you'd be very, or if you've played Jedi Fallen Order, you'll be very familiar with the characters of the Inquisitors. So Darth Vader, is it the Emperor and Vader or just Vader, has tasked these dudes who are not full on 100% Sith, but they are force users and they've got the old red lightsabers so they're as good as and they've been tasked with hunting down the remaining jedi throughout the galaxy and wiping them all out because sensibly they don't want an uprising in the future of jedi to come and you know take control of the galaxy again 
it seems very weird talking about oppressive stuff and in you know what that stuff at the minute it's very weird but um so yeah so that's the deal right now and kenobi is seemingly trying to stay low-key it's essentially the storyline for jedi fallen order we've got cal kestis he wants to just get on you know not reveal obviously anything to do with his jedi past he wants to blend in he wants to do an assassin's creed job just blend in with the crowd not do anything and that's the that's the job so that's the crux of the trailer really he's looking at he's looking after luke but at the same time he knows that the the inquisitors are closing down on the 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 surviving jedi and he probably wants to just stay out of it and the uh the cool thing about the show i'm guessing anyway is that he won't be able to stay out of it that will be the majority of the storylines other than luke so are you excited for the story concept that we've now got for this dude because we didn't know anything about the inquisitors really before or any of that lot yeah it's it's no surprise is it like with rupert friend um playing the grand inquisitor um and 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 the others that we've seen some of them you know i know we're going to this uh but some of them we've seen in other other media you know some of them from rebels appear there um fifth brother i think and then from jedi fallen order um it's becoming very cross media stuff now, which is really, really cool. And and, and I, so I'm excited for that reason, because I think it fleshes out the tale of the Inquisitors as well. Um, you know, we saw the Grand Inquisitor in Rebels and in Clone Wars um, when he when he was one of the guards with Barry Sophie. And, and, and we I, I like that element of it. And I like that, obviously, the storyline is very much that dejected down and out. Obi-Wan and it feels like that story will move from from down and out to you know al- almost that kind of realization that oh crap I can still do something and I can still take action I can still get involved um because if I don't they're going to come for me anyway you know they're going to be looking so I may as well do something and, and and by the end of it we'll probably see that hope restored you know that's the, the whole crux of this entire thing I think so I'm excited for that and it was nice to see some things just in real life portrayals that we'd seen in so many other things before you know like you said inquisitors um the fortress for the inquisitors the inquisitor ship um all these really cool things that would just that would just in other media and i think for the first time you know maybe ever actually i was gonna say in a long time but the first time ever it feels like there's something of very serious gravitas within star wars and it feels this felt like ultimate star wars um something of very serious gravitas in that it's a huge character on a big streaming platform that brings pretty much everything together. You know, the prequels, the OT, probably the sequel trilogy, there'll be something in there. I would have thought there'll be something that implies something. Um, And of course, all the extended universe stuff uh, from current canon. So yeah, dude, I'm fascinated by it. I think it's going to be very, very interesting. I hope that they don't fall into the same trap as as they did with uh, the Book of Boba Fett, which was, I don't care about the Tatooine stuff, I think they'll be off Tatooine pretty quickly, but just the speed. It has to be Mandalorian pace, it can't be Boba Fett pace. But other than that, man, I'm, I was stoked for it, dude. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, point that you just raised there, because I was going to ask you that later, if you thought that the the pacing and the direction for this would be more akin to the Mandalorian versus Boba Fett because um, I think if they were staying on Tatooine the whole time then it probably would be more like the Boba Fett show Mm -hmm. but yeah you do make a good point I think we're going to go off world quite quickly uh, with plenty of other things so yeah I'm hoping it's more it's more Mandalorian and it definitely looks like 
just from the the majority of the the scenes that we've seen so far where you've got anything like some lightsabers being flung around and you know a bit of force usage and so on it definitely feels like that it's more mando and it's um and it's uh sort of cinematography and you mm. know how they've approached that stuff which is very cool uh do you think there will be um do you, do you think this is this carries the most amount of pressure and weight in terms of star wars because the other stuff that we've seen and you can kind of say i guess that boba fett is a big mm. character that's been in star wars for years of course but this one's a biggie, right? This is potentially one of the biggest characters alongside Vader, Yoda, Leia, those sorts of people, and Luke within the the entire Star Wars, especially the the uh, Skywalker saga itself. Do you think this one carries the most amount of pressure? This this one has to nail it, right? I, I yes and no and for no, me, right. and I think the the big yes reason is that it's Obi Wan. It's a huge character. It plays with Luke, it plays with Anakin, it plays with Leia, it plays with Inquisitors, it plays with Vader, it plays with every aspect of the things that we know and love, from whatever your own personal preference of Star Wars is, it probably plays with some of that. But I think that for that very same reason, it gets more of a pass, because it's Obi-Wan, and because it's Ewan McGregor, and because you've got a generation of fans that are loving the prequels now, and almost any new content around Anakin and Obi-Wan's relationship. Like, you know, if they stick a flashback in of Anakin and, and, and Obi-Wan in their Clone Wars armor in live action, they're dining out on that for years. Like, that's a lose your shit moment. And it, it, so it, I, I think, yes, the pressure's there, but it also buys it sort of a weird pass for a little bit. You know, it, it's like this, it's in this weird zone of fandom for me, I think. And I, it, it comes with its risks, but it, I think it buys it a little bit of time to get going. You know, I think just the sheer joy of seeing Ewan McGregor back as Obi-Wan gets you through two episodes. I don't think, you know, it could just be sat there looking at the camera and you'd be like, oh, this is badass. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's weird. I don't know. What about you? How do you feel about that? Yeah, I, I had similar thoughts and I thought that there is a lot of pressure on it. Of course, there is a lot of... Um, I guess you could view it as you've had a couple of goes round now. And for the most part, it's been very, very good, especially the Mandalorian. That's been very good. Boba Fett was a little bit more divided, but still, you know, it's been a very good, it's been a very good thing, especially if you've paid yearly for Disney plus, like, even if you don't like it, Disney are like, well, we've still had your money. So mm. it's all good from our perspective. Um, but the, uh, and I do agree with you, it gets a bit of a pass, but I also, I, I would hate for the character of Obi-Wan to be in the same situation that we found Luke with throughout the sequel trilogy, because for various reasons, some very similar, it was almost the case with that. It was like, well, whatever they do with Luke in The Last Jedi onwards, they kind of get a pass because it's Luke and because it's that character. So it gives them a bit more of a a little bit more of a buffer. So if they didn't quite nail this bit or didn't quite nail that bit, it's cool because people just love seeing Luke up on, you know, it's it's all good. But he was quite, it just wasn't, it didn't end very well at all for that character. And that's probably one of the biggest complaints, isn't it, around many other things. It was like, what have they done to Luke? You know, that's not how everybody wanted that character to end up. So it does give them a bit of a pass because of that. But I would hate for them to think, well, we can just do whatever we like and pull a bit of a Ryan Johnson and go off in this other thing. 
because um yeah that wouldn't be good the only saving grace we've got i think is that we already know obi-wan's mm-hmm. ending of his story so that's cool so we we know that they can't mess with that um so that's all good but yeah i, I do think um the pressure's on um just because disney plus are a little bit um a little bit tight with their roadmap and their news they'll announce stuff and then they'll cancel stuff and we still don't really know what's going on with some of the disney plus like we know ahsoka's coming and andor and stuff but we have no idea when that's when that's landing really they've just said 2022 for that probably 2023 for that so this is the only concrete thing that we've got you know to um to latch on to so yeah i I think the pressure's on but in a good way you know, in a good way. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes you need that. I think if they were doing a completely fresh Disney Plus thing for Star Wars, where it was, you know, maybe a High Republic thing where you've never seen these characters before and it's everything is completely new and fresh, then that comes with its own set of pressures. But um, it's very, very different. So much like Luke, this character is very much loved and, you know, and adored by so many Star Wars fans. So uh, I'm sure Mike Zero will just cuss kathleen kennedy all the way you know if something like this doesn't work out but um okay so in terms of um luke then let's pick up with luke so that very very emotional scene at the end of revenge of the sith where obi-wan brings luke to um owen and baru and we have that lovely theme and then it's like yeah we're you know we're off into the the ot trilogy timeline do you think that Luke will play a significant part of what Obi-Wan gets up to because there there's, there is the case where that could be that could be the linchpin of it all and you think come on you know Luke's all right nothing's happening to him at this point you're free to go off and do whatever you like or do you think that everything's just going to come back to Luke all the time because he's there as his protector right yeah, interesting one, isn't it? That I, I I think there are so many different ways they could take this one, but I don't see Luke being the central focus. I, th- I think he will be a big part of it, and I think there'll be something that that catalyzes um, him, Obi-Wan, having to move further afield. It looks as if he lives fairly close to the Lars homestead in this. I'm not sure whether he does or not, but you know, for him to go out past the Dune Sea and just rely on the Force to sense Luke and, and the danger that's with him... Um, I think there will have to be a catalyst for for that conversation with um, with with Owen Lars as well, saying stay away. You know the the one that's in the comics and so on. So I think you you, you I think Luke will be a linchpin. I think we'll start to see shades of Anakin in Luke. I think we'll maybe start to see him you know displaying uh, wanderlust as as we can tell from from his first appearance in that trailer. Um, you know, trying to be the what looks to be a pod racer or a, a, a fighter pilot, whatever. But I think also. I, I think there'll be something in there where Luke displays elements of the dark side, um, whether that's a frustration or whether it's an anger or whether it's just something that a kid would naturally do, but that Obi-Wan has to intervene in order. But, you know, the obvious one is he falls into some danger and Obi-Wan has to intervene. I think that's too obvious. Um, but I'm, I, I'm not sure because I, I believe that Obi-Wan will... I don't think Obi-Wan will leave Tatooine to go and help someone. I think he will be the person putting Luke in jeopardy. I think he will... Because someone has grasped up, you know, grasped him up. Um, you know, there's Obi-Wan down there. He's claiming benefits, but he's working. You know what I mean? Inquisitor's like, right, get a DSS <laughs> round. So they go around. And I, I, I imagine the proximity to Luke will, will, will force Obi-Wan away. So that... 
because it, you know someone as powerful as Luke and Anakin's bloodline called freaking Skywalker. You last thing you want to do is bring the Inquisitor's boss down. You know, and we know that he's not really that chuffed about coming back to Tatooine, but it, it would for that. So. I think that we're going to see Obi-Wan bailing for that reason. I think we'll see Leia as well and probably Bail Organa. You know, we'll probably see old Jimmy Smith's back. Hey, I say, you know, he's in Sons, isn't he, at the minute? I'm watching Sons Anarchy. Hey, mama. So I think we'll mm. see him making an appearance. But I don't think it'll be, we need Obi-Wan. I think it will be, oh shit, Obi-Wan has to leave. And there's, there's a, a, a pursuit. And I think for that reason, we might see a little bit less of Luke than we think. But I think what we do see of Luke will be very very specifically set up to, 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 to link between Anakin and his potential his entrapment by the Emperor in Return of the Jedi, you know, and, and, and it, to try and make that him turning down the dark side even more even more powerful, you know, even more poignant. Um, so I don't know. What about you? Do, do you think we'll see much of Leia? Do you think that the kids will be a big part of this one or is it are they reserving that for potentially more stories in the future? Hmm. I'm in two minds about it, dude, if I'm honest. Because I wonder if they've taken inspiration from the, uh, which I'm sure they have, the, uh, you know, the Kenobi book, the John Jackson Miller Mm -hmm. book, where that was very much a case of inevitably there's just shit that's going down on Tatooine and you can't, you can't escape it after, you know, you can try your best to duck out and hide and stuff, but it seems like however much you try, there's always somebody that needs help. There's always somebody in distress, you know, because it's such a volatile, varied, diverse place. Um, there's just always something going down. So I wonder if they take that lead from the book Kenobi and they have they have him sort of embroiled in various local scuffs going on. Of course, the problem with that is in that book, we didn't have the Inquisitors. So that then adds a whole new level of stuff. So do they layer it up? Do they have the foundation of the program, mm. which is about Luke? Do they then add the next layer, which is Obi-Wan's, he's a cool guy. So although he's meant to be hiding and he's meant to be just invisible to a degree and he's only there, his, his sole purpose, well, his two sole purposes is to protect Luke and to carry on his training that Yoda set for him to try and communicate with Qui-Gon and so on. And then you've got that layer on top of that, which is, I'm doing all this stuff, but now we've got the Inquisitors that have turned up. So this is like doubly hard to sort of stay out of the, the spotlight, if you like. So I, I, I imagine that would be uh, if they said to to us or to me, like, you know, go and go and write the show. That's probably how I would layer it up. But I'm just wondering how much Luke fits into that. So, you know, because like you mentioned earlier, do they have um, shades of Anakin where Luke starts to... Um, does he start to have a bit of a Harry Potter thing going on where he's using the force, but he doesn't have a clue what it is. He's just using it, you know, and especially when he's frustrated, you know, he starts to push people off the edge of a cliff or whatever (laughs) with the force because he's angry and stuff like that, but he doesn't know what's going on. And are the inquisitors drawn to that? And Mm. then Obi-Wan has to intervene and that's how he gets found out, you know, that kind of thing. So I think Luke will be, I do think he'll be in it, but, I'm just hoping that it's not, he, he's not like, oh, here we go. We're, you know, when we had the book of Boba Fett, it was, uh, you felt like you were really getting into the story and the, and Boba Fett was starting to be a badass. But then it was like, no, 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 we need to rewind back to that. You know, I don't rule through fear. So you feel like there's a little bit of a, a, a hold back 
if you like, with the storytelling. So I hope Luke isn't that continuous stopper that stops Obi-Wan being badass every now and then. Because let's not forget, this is prime Obi-Wan. This is, he's you know, he's not the old man Alec Guinness yet, and he's a lot more advanced than the Phantom Menace, obviously, Obi-Wan. So I'm hoping that even though he's meant to be hiding and he's meant to be, you know, not not showing his Jedi powers, he is still badass prime Obi-Wan at this point. So it'd be yeah. a shame not to see him cut loose. Yeah, I think it's inevitable that we will, and I think it's been touted that the Vader rematch will be will be on. Um, and I, I'm interested by that. You know, I'd like to see Obi Wan beat his ass again. Just, just you know, I mean, it probably won't do because Hayden Christensen's come out and said this is full force Vader that we're going to see. It is most powerful. But that's you not Anakin. Try. You will try. Well, either. frowny, very yeah. frowny, wasn't he? Yeah, he was always quite frowny. Um, but it's. It'll be interesting to see because, you know, Anakin got schooled without the cybernetics, you know, and he's now he's got the big <laughs> cybernetic body and I will be almost like, <laughs> oh God, okay, right, let's do this again. So it's, I don't know, I think it, it will probably go where, it'll probably go the other way from a narrative perspective where Darth Vader beats him, but you've, um, back to Luke, there, there will be an inciting event, you know, storytelling 101, there has to be an inciting event, something has to happen. Um and it's interesting perspective about, you know, will it be Luke? I, I don't see it being Luke using the force in such a physical way. I don't think the telekinesis side of it will be something that he does because he'd remember that in the OT. I think it would be right, potentially yeah. more that, again, shades of Anakin, you know, does he see things or feel things before they happen or, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, oh, you know, I, I don't know. There, but there'll be something in there. Um, or is the, you know, the, again, is the inciting event that actually he's found Leia or the inquisitive sense Leia. And you know the, the make a connection like that, or what? We just don't simply do not know. Um, but I mean, I hope it's not something as obvious as skirmish happens. Obi Wan has to intervene, tries his best not to be Jedi intervening, just to try and be the negotiator that we know he is. That fails. He has to be a badass Jedi for a little minute, and then that's the thing that kicks off this story. I sort of hope that's not the case because it's what we'd, it's what you and me had writers. The fans, you know, these guys are better than us. So I, I hope it's more interesting. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, that would just be, it'd be like, um, you know, paint by numbers mm. for us. If they said going right, it'd be like, yeah, this is going to be amazing. We're going to write this bit and then that bit. It'd just be like, yeah, we all knew. These are, yeah, so there should be some twists and stuff. There should be. Um, do you think that the the scuffles that Obi-Wan has had will catch up with him in terms of Vader because Obi-Wan's turning into a little bit of the, um, you know, you've had, you had one job. <laughs> you mm -hmm. had one job to do. You know, you thought you killed Maul. Nah. You thought Anakin was dead. Nah. All the, all the cool fights you've had where you, you think that you've struck them down and they're gone, they're coming back, mate. They're coming back to bite you. So do you think that there's going to be an element of because I'm really, I'm. Uh, you, we'll get onto the Inquisitors in a minute, but I'm really. You mentioned Vader. I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with with Vader, and I hope he's not. Uh, I hope he's not in it all the time. As much as that sounds weird, I hope he has this really sort of foreboding, atmospheric sort of badassness to him, because we all know that it's Hayden Christian underneath the the helmet this time. So there's bound to be that. Do you reckon that'll be the climax, dude, or do you reckon that'll be a, a mid series thing? Those two. 
I think it will be a mid I, a mid series thing, and I see two elements of story kicking off. I think they'll maybe do like a throne or a Boba Fett style thing where you see a little bit of modernity and you see what's going on now that leads to um, a, a Vader confrontation. You know, two thirds of the way through a bit of a reset and then a climax. But I don't see the climax being with Vader. Uh, personally, maybe it will be, and that'd be badass. But you know, maybe I don't think it will be. I think it'd be a Rocky Three style thing. Um, you know, fight one is difficult, fight two is a win, um, and that'll be where the hope is reignited. And 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 I I I do think that the other thread, I do think we're going to see flashbacks because I don't see any reason to bring Hayden Christensen back unless you're going to give him time as Anakin. You know, how often can Vader be without his helmet? What two scenes, three scenes? Because he's in his chamber, or he gets a slash on the eye like Ahsoka did in Rebels, or there's only so far, and it really is limited that you can go with 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 that. So I I think we're going to start to see a lot of flashbacks. Um, I think we'll see a lot of his time in the Clone Wars with Anakin to 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 cement the loss a little bit more to really showcase the fact that this was a greater loss than we saw in the movies. You know, because it had to be done in two hours of time. Um, and 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 to and it will probably mirror the narrative, you know, the discussions that he's having with other people, whether he's communing with with, with Qui Gon or or with Yoda or whoever, um, will mirror some of the flashbacks. You know, well, it was always impulsive. Da -da -da. All right, let's go and look at it. But I, I also think the the we'll, we'll see some common, you know, some commonality. You know, there'll be a backstory of maybe Reva the. The Inquisitor, which is also part of the flashbacks, you know, maybe she's a Jedi or she's, I think she's clearly a, on a redemptive path as an Inquisitor, you know, she's not got a mask on, I think that says it all. Um, so, yeah, I'm interested by all of that, dude, I, I think that to bring Anakin back or to bring Hayden Christensen back, and just use him as Vader, I don't think they get enough for their money. Yeah, shortchanged a little bit. Because there yeah. has to be some... There has to be some uh, some personal relationship stuff going on there, whether it's flashbacks or something mm. else, because otherwise you, there's no point casting Hayden Christensen to come back. You could just stick anybody in the Vader costume mm. like they did with Rogue One and, and away you go. So there, there has to be some kind of something happens that's personal between the two that's Vader without his helmet and so on. So... I'm fascinated by this. Yeah, so that's going to be cool. Let's talk about the Inquisitors then, because they're one they're final the point on that. Sorry yeah, to interrupt. Do you just one thing that just popped into my head? Do you think? Because I agree, it has to be a personal thing. We've got to look at the loss that Obi Wan felt and the relationship, the brotherhood, and, and, and so on and so forth. Do you think that Obi Wan will meet a demasked Vader? Yeah, and see mm -hmm. what he did. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. And there's um, there's a there's that cool, very ambiguous line in A New Hope, when the Falcon gets pulled into the Death Star, and Vader senses Obi Wan, and he's like, "A presence I've not felt in," and you can insert whatever whatever time frame you want there. You could in you could do that from the battle on Revenge within Revenge of the Sith, or you can do it here. That's the cool thing. So, uh, and I do think that that will be a nice gap filler. I, I think they will see each other with with Vader with his helmet off. I think so, because another thing is that although it's been although some parts of the Mandalorian has been a bit fan servicey in a way, in a good way, uh, I think if they didn't do it, 
the the fans would be like, why why cast Hayden Christian? And if you're not going to have them to having some kind of whether it's a, a lightsaber battle or a discussion through the force, whatever it might be, there's just no point casting him. The the the, the crux of Vader being in this show has to be his connection with Obi Wan. Has you know, otherwise it's pointless. You know. Yeah, I agree, and 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 you know that line in A New Hope, it it, 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 did, it never implied that he thought Obi-Wan was dead. You know, so when you retcon all that back together and you're like, well, he hunted all the Jedi down and you stick it into the new canon, um, there's no surprise there that it's like, oh, you fucking, I thought you died 20 years ago. <laughs> and, he, you know, the, the, so there is none of that. You're right. That's a an interesting perspective in that, because there is always the, why didn't, you know, why didn't Vader feel Obi-Wan and feel Luke and all that sort of stuff. You know what Anakin's like, you know, he, he would just shut that off because he'd just stick his head in the sand, you know, <laughs> and just be like, no, I'm not, uh, I don't want, I just don't want to acknowledge that they exist. They, we know they do. But then there's also that, you know, that element of Padme, you know, that's something that no one's talked about yet online with this trailer is that, you know, that there's, that, that's got to be addressed. You know, when they see each other, the last time they saw each other was when he choked her out. And, and so it, it's, there's so many layers that can be explored with this one. And I agree. And, you know, it's got to be done sparingly. It can't be too much, but it's got to be really meaningful when it happens. Yeah, defo. Maybe that's the climax, dude. Maybe it's, um, maybe it's the showdown mid series. And then the climax is, he's got his helmet off. Obi-Wan's tearing up. What's Mm. going on? Maybe. Anyway, yeah, so Darth Vader is going to be a key element, I think. There's going to be a few key elements to this, I'm sure. It's not going to be one thing, but uh, one thing that will be cool is the Inquisitors. And those guys, like I said earlier, they've they've been in sort of additional canon outside of the films and video games and books and so on. And for the most part, they're pretty badass. The The episodes in Star Wars Rebels and some of the comics, they are they are a handful, even though they're not you know full-on Sith. Uh, are you excited to see them live action outside of an animated show? Yeah, <clears throat> and I enjoyed them in every everything that they've been in. I think they're an interesting, you know, it's a classic Sith thing, and it? oh no, there can only be two Sith, but here's a here's a bit of a rule bend. Um, it's a classic bad guy move, isn't it? You know, so I, I think it's um, interesting to see them. I'd be interested to see how that works with the power in there and, and, and their own agendas and all. They've all got these different backgrounds as well. You know, some of them are a former Jedi, some of them are... Uh, uh, younglings that were kidnapped and, and, and indoctrinated early, force sensitives, and um, it will be interesting just to see how they play that. And I, I do think this this new one, um, who is demasked already, I, I can see that's just that's a turn waiting to happen. You could see it a mile off, um, you know. So it, I might be wrong; that might be too obvious. But I just feel that that's just a, a pretty obvious mechanism. Um, whether it's, you know, jumping to Luke's defence or someone else or Obi-Wan's defence or simply choosing not to tell Vader that he's got a kid. Um, whatever. Something in there. Um, mm. But the rest mm. of them, I'm fascinated by. And I, it was funny to see, like, Rupert Friend as the Grand Inquisitor and not have that big, narrow head. Like, I was sort of freaked <laughs> out by that. And then I thought about it a bit more and thought, well, the entire aesthetic of Rebels was skinny and stretched. Um, you know, that was the only real kind of visual, oh, look at that. It's, what's, that's weird. Um but I'm interested to see, you know, this is a very um, World War II German military reflection, 
isn't it? You know, these higher ranking officials going out and doing the hunting of, of people that they just simply don't like for the beliefs. And uh, it's, they've always been an interesting character and or type of character. And I think when you put them in live action, they become a little bit more, they become harder. You know, they're, they're actually hanging people. You know, they're killing people. In Rebels and so on, it's like, oh, Inquisitors, they're just the bad guys, blah, blah, blah. But this really gives them a bit of gravitas, I think. So, yeah, I am looking forward to it. And I'm interested in, like I said, the hierarchy of this. You know, where do the Inquisitors really fit alongside Vader? Vader's the boss, got it. Where's the 501st? We're going to see Tarkin, I would have thought. We're going to probably see Thrawn, I would have thought. Um, we'll see. So we'll at least see one or two of those. Um so yeah, I think it'd be fascinating to see how all those different personalities play out, and and because we know where some of them end up, you know, we know, we know, and we know where some of them have been. You know, we've seen some of them in Jedi Fallen Order, and we've seen we know that there are some in Rebels. So this one has to survive because that happened. So yeah, there's a there's a lot to mine there. I think. Yeah, I think so. And uh, the the Inquisitor that we've seen the most of uh, is it Reva? I think the, the yeah character's name is. It's interesting that they focused a lot on her and she's not got her Inquisitor mask on and all the rest of it. So mm -hmm. one would assume that the narrative side of things from the Inquisitor uh, sort of hunt from their point of view for the Jedi will come from her rather than the um, the, the head Inquisitor guy. And there was a funny meme going around of um, you mentioned his tall, skinny head from Rebels. And in this one, he's just got a normal thing. There's a thing where there's never said a family guy where they... Stewie had a normal shaped head once and someone threw him up and he hit his head on the ceiling and he, <laughs> and he had like a squish head. Um, so maybe that's it. Maybe his parents uh, threw him, you know, don't try this at home, dude. New parent and stuff. You don't want yeah. to tossing Dotty up at the ceiling. But um, <laughs> it's an interesting one that um, the aesthetic is a real subjective thing though because a lot it of is. people said, why does, um, why does Cad Bane look a little bit different to how he did in the Clone Wars and stuff? Well, you know, he doesn't have to look identical to that you know some some creative license that you need to take really because if you just carbon copy everything then you have no substance for um for design so so yeah, yeah. i'm looking forward to inquisit as well dude i think they're going to be uh i'm i'm really interested in the hierarchy as well because you and i said um uh yesterday around do we think we'll see thrawn pop up in this because Back in the old days, it really just was the Emperor and Vader. That was your lot. So now when you throw in this additional layer of 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 stuff with like, you know, you've also got, you know, higher ranking stormtroopers at this point. You've got um, Tarkin and the Moths and all that stuff. So uh, a quick one, dude. Do you think we'll see Thrawn? And if so, is that a stepping stone to a Thrawn show? Would you like that? Um, I'd like to see Thrawn just because I think he's a good character. Um, I there there stands a chance of a few characters popping up in my view. I, I think Ahsoka might pop up because it's Obi Wan. How she pops up without realizing Vader's Anakin until Rebels, I don't quite know. Um, but I believe that Thrawn and Ahsoka are the most likely because it's marketing. You know, that's yeah. the, the most yeah. simple commercial version of it all is that the next show is probably going to be Ahsoka. So it's almost a no-brainer that they would want to market Ahsoka. So I think that's that, that you know, that's the, 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 the 
the business logic angle. Um, yeah. yeah, the business end. Yeah, <laughs> I reckon so. Now, the I think there's a few other characters maybe that stand a chance as well. I would... If we see those, if we start to see Bail Organa, for example, which I think we, I think we stand a good chance of that, and probably even um, the Queen as well, um, and and potentially a Sorkinson, I'd think it's almost a given that we see Rex as well, and to really showcase Tamura Morrison as a clone, I think it's a no-brainer because mm-hmm. you know I think it's a great use of of of, of the storytelling and and the characters. Um, but I think there's maybe scope for, for people like a Han Solo or someone like that to crop up and just be someone on the periphery or, you know, just someone that we know has got more to do, but that hasn't had the attention yet. Because I think something like Obi-Wan is big enough to springboard the next phase of TV shows that come through Disney+. Plus. You know? Mm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think Thrawn, I think we're going to see. Um, or at least get an allusion to, you know, even if it's just a name drop or whatever. Um, maybe even people like Krennic, some of the Urso stuff, you know, name drops just sprinkled in, mm-hmm. in the Empire's plans. Um, but to counter your question, what about that voice? Do we think old Palpatine will make an appearance? I think that's a, I think that's a dead cert, dude. I because, would not disagree. Yeah, because old Ian did say, didn't he, at a convention recently, someone quizzed him about would Palpatine come back or the Emperor, either or. And uh, he said, well, you can you can never say never. You know, he didn't allude to specifically anything, but he definitely didn't say you'll never see the Emperor again or you'll never see Palps again. So I think he will. I think there, there has to be some kind of, because if you think about something in terms, um, a subject that's, you know, in terms of your very casual Star Wars fan who looks at Star Wars as, right, I've seen the films before and I know that there's a guy at the top of the table and then there's this other guy with the mask on that's very badass and then that's it. They have all of these soldiers and they fight off against the rebels. For somebody that's coming into this where you've se- you're seeing uh, Vader who is uh, tasking the Inquisitors with hunting down the Jedi... That can't be all it is from the Empire's point of view. So there has to be other people in the mix, like the Krennics and the Moff Tarkins and the Thrawns. There has to be that you can't, because Star Wars is known for its kind of wider political storylines as well that sort of float underneath these things. So you can't just have a very superficial, shallow storyline of, oh, it's just Vader doing that stuff. So yeah, I think Palps will show up. I think the Emperor will be there. But it will be a very fleeting, maybe a holographic, you know, Zoom call with old Vades, something like that. Full on makeup emperor job from Ian McDermott. I'm not sure, but I reckon he'll definitely be there, dude. Yep. Do you think um, to the point of getting Hayden Christensen back, you know, and, and, and really getting your money's worth out of him by being Anakin and some Clone Wars stuff, some flashback stuff? You know the 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 biggest um, underexplored plot element, which is the catalyst for the entire saga, is Anakin's dark side drop. But it's it's only really explored in in external materials or novelizations in a lot more depth, or the Clone Wars to a degree. Um, 
do you think there's more of a chance of actually seeing Palpatine, the senator, and the, the you know the the, the kind of uh, chancellor, as opposed to the emperor as well, or because there's no need to be, I suppose there's no need to be clandestine with it anymore. It can be very clear that oh, this guy is the motherfucker that t- turned Vader, and <laughs> oh, oh, like there's no need to pretend that we don't know who the Sith is anymore. And then oh look, the, the emperor's there in the the modern times, so we know these people are the same person. Do you think we'll see more of Obi Wan's? Um, treatment of Anakin, which in turn is discussed with Palpatine from his perspective, in order to push Anakin further down that dark path. You know that that I suppose what I'm saying is that entire concept that Palpatine threw out in Revenge of the Sith. You know, Obi Wan doesn't trust you. The Jedi Council doesn't trust you. Will we see some of that so that it fleshes that tale out? Hmm. To answer your first question, I don't think we'll see Sheev Palpatine mm. back in his senator role sort of thing. I think we've gone past too far past that now. Mm-hmm. I think he's he wants the galaxy to view him as this all-powerful emperor. I think he's very much settled on the emperor side of his... Sorry, I meant just yeah. in flashbacks, just for Palpatine. Not- oh, in flashbacks. Yeah. Um, yes, I do. Yeah, I think that's really important because that relationship between Palpatine and, and Anakin was so on un- it's so important to the prequel trilogy i think you know it'd be uh it'd be remiss of them not to to reflect on that a little bit to how vader is now at this point in in the show um and the other the other point is um i don't know i think going back to what we were saying earlier around um hayden christian being there and would we see him without his helmet on and so on um yeah i don't know um it's so difficult to tell dude um at, at this point because it's also difficult to try and figure out have they have they gone down something completely fresh with the writing group and feloni and stuff have they come up with something brand new for this or have they lent on the comics or the books and that kind of thing so i don't know man i'm really torn on that one i don't mm. know Interesting, because they've only got so much time, you know, they've got six episodes at probably 55 to 105 in in run length. Um, I mean, I suppose six hours is a decent chunk of time. There are a lot of people online whining about the fact that it's not a movie. You know, I wish we got a movie, you know, Vader and Obi-Wan, they should be on the big screen and they should, the rematch should only happen on the big screen. I was like, wait a sec, so you'll take two hours over six. Have a word with yourself. Yeah, that's, um, and we've been down that road before. We've, we've done that where you've got the, all the various characters on either side doing their thing, which culminates in a big lightsaber battle. We've but we've done that, yeah, so many times, you know. And it doesn't not to say it's a bad thing, but I think when you're when you're commissioning this on a TV show and you're dedicating that many hours to a specific character or characters, that's far more beneficial to get that character growth and that insight mm. into into them. And especially with somebody like Filoni and Favreau doing this stuff, they're the masters of it at the moment. They really are. They've really got this stuff down with, you know, character progression. So, yeah, I'd rather have this than a movie. Definitely. Big time. Yeah, Definitely. I agree. Yeah. Okay, to wrap this up and do, to finish up, is there anything else you're looking forward to that we've not spoken about? We could do a whole thing. I've seen YouTube channels that are doing literally a frame-by-frame <laughs> yeah. frame breakdown, so we're not going to dive into it that much. We could do a lot more, but uh, anything top level that you're, uh, you're looking forward to? Uh, well, we've got to mention the music. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. I was, uh, <laughs> like the original, you know, the, the first, you know, monologue where Obi-Wan's talking, it's like, you know, the war's over, we lost. 
Um, and the, the little Obi-Wan theme and, the, you know, that kind of, you know, that very kind of airy, Star Wars-y, wanderlust, wonderment type of uh, reflective music. I was like, yeah, that's probably what we're going to get. And then when Duel of the Fates kicked in with a Lucasfilm logo, I was like, holy shit, did not expect that. That's almost <laughs> like a sign that they're going full bore at this. Um, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. That was a goose goosebumps moment i just did not expect that to be front and center because it's such a big statement you know it's one of the few pieces of music in star wars lore that can invoke a very specific type of storyline um you know and it's a, it's a it's, it's a theme it's a theme for a narrative not for a character you know it's it's like the the the, the twin sunsets the binary sunsets theme it's a it invokes a uh, um, a narrative, not a character. So that was that was badass, man. That was amazing, wasn't it? And it's uh, it's just John John Williams' legacy, right? It's uh, it's he the themes that he wrote for all of the films are just so robust, you know, that you can drag them out in the right circumstances. Of course, you can drag them out. And now we've got a whole new take on Jewel of the Fates. We have a whole new, like a generation of Star Wars fans grew up knowing that when Jewel of the Fates kicked in, it was go time. And it was, you know, so, but now we've got those people and new Star Wars fans that are like, oh, this music's amazing. It's badass. It's not Jewel of the Fates, but it's now. So, yeah, that, that's something that will always be loved and treasured, I think, from John Williams. Just amazing genius mind is... Uh, Yes, it was written for something very specific, like you said, that narrative. But wow, you apply it to this, and it just works. It just, it just, mm. it's just badass. So yeah, I think the music. I hope they use some more of that stuff throughout the series. Not to say that the music for the Mandalorian and stuff wasn't good, because it, it it fit that very well. It was very. Mm. They didn't just use stock or anything like that. It was very cool. But yeah, hope they use some more of the old, the old John Williams prequely stuff. Be good. I think they will. I think they will. I think they will. It's got to do with the Obi Wan theme anyway. They're sort of back and forth. I think we'll see Qui Gon. Um, you know, I'd be curious about Yoda. You know, yes. <clears throat> curious about whether whether he'll seek advice or, you know, I can't remember if Yoda said I'm going to go to Dagobah or not uh, in Revenge of the Sith. I can't remember did. if he was that yeah. specific with Obi Wan. He didn't say Dagobah. He just said that into exile. We must go until the time is right to something like that. He didn't say specifically Dagobah, though. Exactly. But then in the OT, Obi-Wan's like, find a great Jedi Master on Dagobah, or words to that effect. Mm. So he knew where he was. Yeah, well, that's a whole other facet of the thing that, you know, again, I don't mean to hark on about it, but if they go to the book, that was a pivotal part of the mm. book where every chapter at the beginning, there was like a meditation couple that's of pages it. where he's trying to it sounds like he's really trying to push through that force barrier and speak to Qui-Gon and get some. So probably dude, there is probably an element of that where he does talk to Yoda through the force and gets his train. Cause he must complete his training for that part of it. He must do because he, he's a force ghost that interacts with the living in the, mm. in the film. So that must and we be do know in, in certain point of view, you know, that's all canon and in a new hope, certain point of view, um, when when Luke bails to go back to see uh, Baru and Owen, you know, barbecued up in that gap in the travel time, um, we know that Obi Wan communes with Qui Gon. He does. He speaks to him. Has a good chat with him. And Luke interrupts that that uh, that, that that conversation. Um, he's like Obi Wan's like what? Travels back up. 
What? That's <laughs> <laughs> a good chat with him. I love that. He's got a brew, a couple of biscuits. Go on. How are you doing, you old slag? How's <laughs> Elaine? She left you. Oh. oh, God. She has left him. Forgot about that. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, we know he gets there, <laughs> don't we? You know, we know, he, we know he gets there. So I'd be surprised. I mean, Liam Neeson's a big draw anyway. You stick Qui-Gon in it and it's, you know. Yeah, people will lose their shit if he does turn up for real. Not just his voice, but if you see him as a force ghost, yeah. people will lose it because they've been asking for it for so many years. Yeah. Qui-Gon's like the, the great under underutilised, isn't he? You've got a, a style, well, arguably him and Mace Windu. I mean, probably Mace Windu less, but, you know, you've got star power in Liam Neeson, an interesting character in Qui-Gon. And we've only had a little bit. We've only had Master and Apprentice and Phantom Menace in a couple of comics. Yeah. Be good. Lots to look forward to, buddy. Oh, Lots yeah. to look forward to. Six episodes of goodness. Uh, it's going to be a weekly thing, right? It won't drop at once. Be weekly, yeah, it looks yeah. like it's weekly. From if you look at the release schedule, it looks like it's weekly. And nice. um yeah, it's coming out May twenty fifth and then finishes June twenty ninth, so six episode thereof. Nice, nice. And I'm sure you and I will speak about some other news that drops between now and May twenty fifth when it launches. And when it does launch, dear Star Wars listener, fear not, we will dive into each episode and review that. So all good. I think we'll wrap there for a hundred and forty seven. It's great to have you back, buddy. Flying the old Falcon. I couldn't, could not, uh, you know, fix the compressor without you uh, in the in the pilot seat. So uh, thank you for for jumping on once again, dude. It's been really cool. If you want to um, uh, listen to more of Spark of Rebellion, a new episode drops every Saturday. So make sure you're following the podcast in your preferred podcast app, or just do a search for Spark of Rebellion on the networks and all that stuff. You'll find us there. We're listed everywhere. We'd love to have you as a regular listener. You can find us on the socials too. Uh, mainly Twitter and Instagram just do sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Twitter and forward slash Instagram you can come and interact with us there we post little tidbits and memes and all sorts throughout the week between episodes so come and get involved there and if you like the show and you want to support us you can do that via our Patreon at the moment which is sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon you can jump on from a dollar there and uh, once again thank you to our new Patreon Dan it's good to have you dude and all of our other Patreons you guys your support is very much appreciated so thank you very much for that until next week dude been awesome as always good to be back in the words of tony stark uh yeah good man looking forward to this uh we'll get back to some news next week thanks for holding the fort down the last couple of weeks i've enjoyed listening along as a listener and again as you said dude big thanks to dan o'cock our latest patron over on patreon so always good to see that support coming in and we'll make sure the swag gets sent out asap to you but yeah till next time my man appreciate it city Have a good one, everybody. Take care of yourself and may the force be with you always.